1: Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
0: That's the big voice, guy. That means I enjoy the show because that means a lot of things. It means, it means, it means, it means, it means. I'll just keep saying that over and over again. That means that I get to see my guy, JP, this week. It's all <laughs> I can do to put off NBA talk. I'm just going to try to stay focused and focus on high school, but. I, I would be remiss to say now that your guy Chris Paul isn't shooting, the Suns are winning. So I think there's a direct correlation, but, hey, go Suns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you got your own team to worry about <laughs> there, Damon. Right, uh, right, right, <laughs> right,
1: right, 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 oh, right. Man, I, man I, I, five-point uh, five possession – up, up, what eight or nine at that nine one ten one 101 one at that point? You give up a five point possession, send the game to overtime. Just cause it's bad. stop talking. It's bad, Jacob. <laughs>
0: I can't. It's just. A, it's an unlikable team. It's an, it's an unlikable team. I don't have a bunch of nice guys like you do. Although Paul comes and goes, but he wins a lot of games in crunch time, so he gets the benefit of the doubt. But anyway, how are things? Oh, it's been kind of a busy week. Uh, What's wrong with our volleyball and football teams,
1: Jacob? Yeah, uh, mm. basketball too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, A- Amy Williams' crew uh, looked pretty impressive on Tuesday. So yeah, hammering, cool. hammering the Black Bears from Maine. It's re- really good fundamental post entry passing all game long. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> big
0: fundamentals, <laughs> my man. Jacob Padilla here for big fundamentals. Um,
1: uh, golly, uh, like where do we start? Yeah, it's, let's dive into it. It's uh, Semifinals <laughs> week. It's kind of crazy. It's. Already here. Yeah, we're here. So, so much for chalk, huh? <laughs> yeah. What What I got through, I think I counted eight uh, double-digit seeds still alive in the semifinals between all of the classes. That is insane. And there are uh, some sixes, some sevens, some nines. Like it, it chalk did definitely not hold up through most of uh, the, the tournament this year. So, if
0: you're gonna kind of like give a thumbnail sketch, I guess for some. You know, maybe in, I guess, Platt Smith, you could kind of point to injuries, but yeah. that's part of it at this time of year. Uh, maybe it's playoff resilience. You've got some teams that are used to playing well when it matters that are kind of revealing themselves. Some teams that have had good teams before that haven't found ways to get over the hump. That's
1: kind of a reoccurring theme, like – and, what's kind of your summation? And then a lot of teams that it seems uh, kind of figured some things out late in the season and had a much stronger second half than they did the first. Obviously, Omaha North is one of those. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of teams that came into uh, the tournament um, just with a modest record. Uh, five and four, four and five, six and three, and uh, are still alive. So they found a way, he like said, to go out and do it. And, and some of these games uh, are <laughs> were blowouts as well for the lower seed. So just uh pr- pretty crazy uh round of results so far uh, in the tournament. So let's
0: you wanna start in A, you wanna start in B, you wanna go C well like let's let's take B here just for a sec. Just because I mentioned Plattsmith yeah. right out of the gates. Uh and in rewatching that game and kinda how that played out. Couple of things, right? Championship caliber brand of of Scut, right? They went in pretty confident. Yeah. I think they felt like they had a good week's worth of preparation. Uh, conversely, Plattsmith kind of trying to piecemeal it together without Manessas' combination of a run game, kind of played it close to the vest. How'd you kind of? How'd you kind of break that one down?
1: Yeah, it's just kind of heartbreaking for a team that had relied so heavily on one player who was their identity. He had had such a fantastic career to have him not be able to go uh, in, in the tournament, that, that's, uh, you just hate to see that happen. And Ethan Walker uh, did a good job filling in last week, uh, did enough to get them uh, the win, but 18 carries for 60 yards and a score, that was about all the, uh, all they got. Um, they, they had the 19 passes, which uh, I did not look, but I'm assuming that's a season high for Plattsmith this year, and yeah. they only hit five of them. So Scutt came in. The real good game plan, uh, they took advantage of uh, w- what Plasmith had on the f- field and made them try to do something that they hadn't do all year long to win, and they weren't able to pull it off. Well, if you're – so,
0: if you're Scut, you're thinking, okay, we've been ramping up to this one. We yeah. know we've got Aurora now waiting in the wings who got past Seward. Do you feel like kind of a championship sentiment coming with Scut or – Maybe more. Now, I won't say luck of the draw because at
1: this stage of the playoffs, they're all
0: good football teams.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I they've done a good job to get to this point, and uh, I'm sure they they figured some things out after kind of the midseason struggles. Obviously, the injuries played a huge part in that. They've had uh, a lot of new starters, uh, after, after last year. Um, so they had to work those guys in. Uh, but man, just looking at the top of the class, um, in terms of championship, in terms of beyond this round, yeah. uh it it gets pretty tough. Um I those those top two seeds certainly look the part. So if Yeah, Bennington just rolling <laughs> right along. It was a twenty ten <laughs> final for uh Scott there, by the way. Um so Bennington coming
0: off the the fifty one or the forty one nothing win and and Elkhorn and and I would say fairly impressive fashion that one kind of had my attention because I didn't feel like I knew a ton about Seward.
1: Yeah, I hadn't seen them all year long either. Um, and man, it was windy right out the gates there. And I don't think I've ever seen this happen before. But oh, the they, punt! They, yeah, three and out <laughs> yeah. right off the bat. Three I and saw, out. Uh, they they had to punt. The Punt goes. Str- they're they're at twenty one. 21 yard line the punt goes straight up backwards hits the ground lands at the 10 yard line and uh, a blue jay picks it up elkhorn these guys are starting to walk out the field and they can oh uh, yes we're, we're gonna have great field position here he picks it up and starts running up the sideline and nobody gets in his way and he's got a caravan and 90 yards to the end zone for a touchdown and Uh, apparently the rule is if the ball does not land beyond the line of scrimmage, you can pick it up and advance it. And that's a heads-up play by (laughs) Seward. uh, It
0: it happened to us. We figured out the rule against Omaha North. Oh, wow. Um, Ball was punted. It never crossed the line of scrimmage. It was fourth down. They picked it up and ran 20-some-odd yards for a first down. And uh, slightly learned, less damaging. Yeah, we but we learned the hard way and so now that's just something that we practice. But I my heart I cringed as soon as yeah. I saw it because I think a lot
1: of high school kids are not familiar with that rule. Yeah. I I that's a hard one to I think be familiar with. I don't think again, that's yeah, the this first time I'd ever much, seen it. Yeah. And I mean I me uh, I was kinda looking at other people on the sideline, like turn heads like Is that right? Is that is that the rule? Like is uh and Apparently it was so heads up to those officials for for knowing the rule book and, and calling that correctly, but yeah, start out seven zero there. Good, um, sure that helped Seward a lot, and they they hung in there. Um, yeah. They were not able to get any kind of run game like going at all. Um, and again, like it was so windy, like the downfield passing game uh, just was going to be tough all day long. Uh, about Gavin Suckup uh, had had some nice throws, um, but. In the wind like that, having to throw nearly forty times, um, it, it's just going to be tough to win that way. And they, uh, Trevor Ruth, you um, he, he could see like he—I think he walked out of there uh, on crutches at the end of the game. He's he's been playing hurt for a while, and apparently finished with fifteen tackles on defense, but on offense, uh, only got a couple carries. Um, looked to be laboring. They they never got. Uh, their and, and, and that
0: Ruth family—that's
1: a—that's a tough family. Yeah.
0: Like- Little Macavica blood in.
1: Props there. to him. Probably should have been out there, but he, he did what he could, and they they hung in there for a while, but um, it, it just it, it, they just couldn't couldn't hold on, and Elkhorn eventually kind of um, p- pounded away, pounded away, and and pulled away in the second half, and um, forty nine carries for two hundred sixty four yards and five scores on the ground. So, that's, that's, that's what Elkhorn did. That's what Elkhorn does. Henry Kroger was good again, over 100 yards, three scores. Um, and Dane Peterson was everywhere on defense. He's a really good, they, there was, a good there, athlete. There was one possession where, they had, where Seward had a third and one near midfield. Stopped him at the line on third down. They went for it. He stopped him again at the line on fourth down. And he, I think he had double-digit tackles. They only targeted him twice. Once was an overthrow a second time. Fade route on third and long, caught it for 26 yards. Just went over the top and hey, pulled go it down. Get it, can you go good, Kenny. You've seen that a <laughs> time or two in hoops. Yeah, they, they only attempted six passes, um, or uh, or five passes, and four of them uh were completions. So t- timely throws and uh and, and plays that way. Connor Hunt played well, um, ran ran the ball well, and um, so that's just kind of Elkhorn. You can see Hayden Stack, Mikey Hart, both caught interceptions in the second half that kind of really sl- uh, slammed the door shut. So Elkhorn, 35-20 was the final there, and they're heading back uh, back to the semis.
0: Yeah, nothing lower than a six seed in B, and uh, some really interesting matchups. Aurora, Scott, going to be a slobber knocker, and, and then up top with Bennington and Elkhorn. Uh, is there anything you think that leads you to believe that the Bennington-Elkhorn will be different
1: than what we saw a couple, three weeks ago? No, I, man, I, I don't know um, that Benning, I, at this point, Bennington is just such a machine. Like you said, 41-0 against a tough Waverly team. Yeah. Like that, that was no pushover. That was of an eye It was a
0: little surprising. It wasn't going to catch Waverly off guard. They knew full well with what they were dealing with,
1: too, and it still didn't matter. And it was 41 after three quarters. They didn't even score in the fourth. Oh. <laughs> um, Cole Murray, they, they bottled him up, 49 yards passing, 61 yards rushing, and the rest of the team had 40 yards on 20 carries. Um, So Bennington is just such a complete team. (laughs) They were so explosive. They even punted the ball four times in that game, I believe. Um, (laughs) But uh, Trey Bird completed three passes. It went for 177 yards and two scores. (laughs) Mitchell Anderson caught a 99-yard pass for a touchdown. And Caden Bloom, I believe, had a 64-yard touchdown. And... Meanwhile, uh, Dylan Mostek d- does what he does, um, nearly uh, buck fifty rushing, three scores, uh, and Seth Wempen getting back. Like they they were dominant throughout kind of the season. kind
0: of an extra piece, right? Secondary, not necessary,
1: and he's a really good player. Ten tackles, fall, bubble recovery. Uh, uh, Austin Holtz had eleven tackles, three for loss, forced fumble. Like he doesn't ha- necessarily have the look of a typical uh, outside linebacker, but dude just goes out there and make plays. So. They are just such a complete team. It's just I'm having a hard time seeing them not not going all the way there. But we'll, we'll see what happens in this in, uh, these last two rounds. Yeah, well, let's hop let's hop over to a. We'll go back and give thirty four fourteen was the final for Aurora against Scottsbluff. Um, hadn't seen a box score for that, but just kind of Aurora right back into where they were last year
0: and start out zero two and then just reel off eight straight. Yep, no no problem there. It's just kind of what Aurora does. Uh, hopping over to a. Wow. Omaha North continuing their run. All right. That is now seven in a row for the Vikings after starting 0 and 5. <laughs>
1: right. Like, is that six in a row? It, it's, it's, yeah. It's uh, impressive. It's it, very impressive. No doubt about that. And again, the, the way the plays they made to win it. And um, it, it was a bizarre game. It's come out, out of the gates 21 t- uh, 21, 21 uh, at the end of the first yeah. quarter right away. Then one score each in the second quarter, then nothing in the third, and then the fourth quarter, um uh North pulled ahead, um about eight minutes left. Um and they, they made their PAT uh to go up thirty-five uh twenty-eight and uh North Platte quickly answered. Um and, and they scored the touchdown, went up uh to to tie the game and zip blocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Omaha North finding a way to block the extra point and maintain that lead. And then after that, they ran off nearly six minutes. They went for a fourth and two um, n- near mid- midfield, midfield, I believe. And that's pretty gutsy call. And they got – they ended up turning the ball over on downs, but they got near the North Platte 30 with about 30 seconds left when they did it. So assaulting salting clock. It's <laughs> a gutsy performance. Yeah, no it's, doubt. It's a good football team too. And, and, and this one – I feel
0: like I shouldn't be surprised. We both kind of were like, yeah, okay, we'll take Elkhorn South. Didn't feel great about it because I think you would agree, and I've been I've been saying this for probably four or five weeks now, Gretna's still the team that gets the yeah, but yeah. they're just good. Yes. <laughs> and so, And and, and I, I'm hearing it already this week, right? The wind will be the great neutralizer, and, and Gretna won't be able to throw the ball with the weather. And I'm just thinking – yeah, it's, it's a good football team, man. They they're pretty complete.
1: It's pretty windy on Friday too. And <laughs> the thing about Gretna is they've, I think, kind of rounded into a more well-rounded yeah, team. Huber down is, the stretch, Huber is really really good. He has been huge in the postseason, and he's been uh, during the regular season. He was kind of up and down. There's some games he had really big games, other games where um, the running game wasn't really a factor at all. Uh, but bad for a baseball guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but defensively, that's where they won this game. Uh, Zane 4 has really made one throw to 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 win that game, but that was a 14-7 final. This was a defensive game. Elkhorn South scored on their first drive um, on, on a great run from Cooper Katsky, and then they didn't score again the rest of the day. And that, that the defense was all over the place. We, we, have, we have Cooper Katsky. Sorry, I'm looking at that. Elkhorn South has Stratus. Looking ahead at the wrong... Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was running all over the place last <laughs> week. Uh, but, yeah... Um, yeah, uh is great. Great run, um, but 26 yards, I think. Um, but that that was it for Elkhorn South. And Cole Ballard did what he does. He, he played really well. Um, it, uh, nearly 150 yards himself. Um, had a nice little screen pass, but they just couldn't quite get enough on the outside. Um, they couldn't really execute uh, late in uh, um, late in the chains to, to to get in the red zone. And they had a chance. That's man. Um, and it couldn't have got off to a much worse start for Gretna. Flores turned yeah, the ball really over on the first two possessions, early. and uh, 16-yard run, and then Elkhorn South popped the ball free, and then a turnover t- taking a deep shot on-, on the next possession. Credit to Gretna for see um, that. That's the thing. It's yeah. not it,
0: it. I you just you kind of just get the sense like they believe this is a mentally tough team, and physically, I think they're tougher. I, I just think there's this inkling to think Gretna and a little bit of soft and, and flash and dash because they throw it around the yard. But it's a tough football team. They play good defense, man. They're physical.
1: They had, they got good size, too. And Elkhorn South was in the red zone. They were inside the five. Um, got uh, stopped about half a yard short uh, on third down. And they <laughs> just – indecisive. They ended up getting they they were going to go for it but they ended up getting a delay of game, knocking them back 5 yards. Then they were going to kick it and then they called the timeout and came out and decided to go for it and tried to uh, tried to throw it in the end zone and uh, couldn't complete it. So that that sequence really cost them. They needed points in the worst way on, on that possession and they weren't able to get it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting too because um you know, coach, this is going to be a good little cat and mouse matchup I think with both coordinators. Uh, Meisenberg and O'Neill at Omaha North, their defensive and offensive coordinators, respectively, and, and Coach Kale and what he does on offense, right? Because North has the ability to quick strike you. Um, they've got Keyshawn Williams on the outside and, and Porter, who's become a very accomplished running back, kind of flying under the radar. How will Coach Kale approach it offensively? You've got the really good defensive line from Omaha North. They get vertical up the field in a hurry with Brown and Hernandez and uh, and Tyson Terry. The trap and screen game will be interesting. Will it neutralize North play up front? Right, because it's it's it goes against what North likes
1: to do. Like they really get after you with their front four. Yeah, and that's that, that's what they did the first time against Elkhorn South. Where a lot of screens, a lot of short passing game. Uh, this time, they, they ran the ball. They were able to, to find holes for Huber to get through. He went over 100 yards on the ground, and then uh, four screen passes, another 38 yards receiving. So um, they, they did a much better job of blocking this week. Uh, Maverick Noonan had a few big plays, but um, didn't quite have the kind of closing impact that he had uh, in, in last year or last the previous game. And, and that's credit to the blocking scheme and Uh, Flores kind of handling the pressure and and, uh, playing well there. And again, it was a 61-yard touchdown to Joe uh, Joe Roll, and they hadn't really connected deep all game long. And then suddenly Roll got uh, behind the defense, and Flores laid it right on him and um, uh, made the winning play. So that's that's gonna. I think that's what it's gonna have to be. You're gonna have to be smart, quick passing game, hit the screens, hit hit the short little outs, um, little slants and then wait for the right time to, to hit him with the deep shot. And they, they've got the guys that can go do it.
0: I know I think it, the conventional wisdom is, well, hey, you know, the more inclement the weather, the more it would affect Red. Now, I'm not so sure. Jordan Williams and, and Keyshawn Williams, quarterback to wide receiver. Really come alive. They've come along. And uh, they've gotten vertical in the passing game. You know, Keyshawn is good at playing balls in the air, and he can really go get it. I'm not so sure – I'm not so sure there's a weather advantage there. Yeah. Right? Because I think North needs those – I think they need those big chunk plays in the passing game, kind of given how they like to play. I, the The weather will be an interesting one in that one, much like uh, in our semifinal game. Uh, by ours, I mean Omaha
1: West Side and Bellevue West, right? right? Two teams that can both throw it and run it. There's yeah. the chalk on that side of the bracket. We had 5-16 in one <laughs> semi, and then we got 2-3 in the other. Yeah, uh, and both of them looked just as impressive as we expected doing it. Uh, you guys, 42-3 over a Burke team that had been that showed some resiliency last year. Cooper Katsky played really well last week, and you guys completely bottled him yeah. up, and they couldn't get anything going, obviously. No, Trey Starks uh, hurt uh, Burke. Uh, he's their best playmaker on offense and uh, the back end on defense as well. Um, but they just could not find a way to, uh, to to move the ball, to score the ball against you guys. Yeah. Obviously, uh, it didn't didn't hurt that uh, one. Caleb Benning uh, was uh, <laughs> one of Catsky's uh, favorite receivers in that game. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, he's on the other team. He's really
0: he's really coming into his own, and he's going to be tested against a really good. Bellevue West team, you know how Bellevue West offensively likes to play, right? A lot of three-by-one, two-by-two. you got to have good safety play. So um, we're looking forward to kind of that game plan. And I think with West Side against Burke, just being in Burke's game plan so much, right? I, people make uh, a lot of hay uh, hey about Starks. It would have been very tough to get him the ball, um, you know, you always want to see a team's best players play just so you can have a, a, a real good gauge of kind of where you're at. But I think Burke up front really struggled yeah. blocking Omaha side. It was a tough night for Katsky.
1: 27 carries for 55 yards. Uh, it's a pretty good defensive job by yeah. uh, by the Warriors there. And what, four touchdowns for, I guess, each reset? Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're just sharing <laughs> oh, the two touchdowns of them, yeah. within the family. So. <laughs> you know, we haven't had to really –
0: uh, you know, Dom's had a chance to rest. Yeah. Uh, and with the emergence of Jamez Ross and, and Dom playing more defense now to get ready for this stretch run, um, he'll start at safety against Bellevue West, which is, you know, you'll have a Benning and a Rezac at the safety spot of Tommy Connolly at the Mike Linebacker spot. You're going to have to be good up the middle with Bellevue West because they obviously have a few more racers, yeah. right? If you're talking about – if you're looking for problem solvers – Probably advantage Bellevue West. And and I tell you what, man, Grand
1: Island saw that in all its glory in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, that was a 52-20 final, uh, but it was 52-7 after the third quarter. Um, Again, LJ Richardson, five touchdowns through another one. Um, Luke Johansson, again – he has really rounded into shape uh, in yeah, the since, second since, half of the season.
0: Since for them, guys, so for those guys, when they decided to just go to the one quarterback system, yeah. uh, they really started to flourish. That flipping Helms yeah. over to defense, uh, Riley Ducker playing some defense, TK and uh, those guys re- playing more defense like that has really helped that football team.
1: And. 297 yards 19 of 25 passing score um hit seven different receivers and again with Bellevue west you never know who's going to be the leading receiver on yeah. a given game that's what makes them tough this time it was davon hall with seven catches for 83 yards tk barnett had four catches 71 yards and two scores um so you never know where they're going to be able to hit you so depth in the secondary uh, and, and pressure up front is going to be key um mm-hmm. as it always is against them speaking of pressure up front you yeah, had Kamis in the middle, and then uh, Arden Jenkins on the outside. Five sacks or three sacks in that game. Um, really putting uh, Kamis in the, he's the real constant deal. pressure. He's the real deal.
0: We we've cut up a lot of film and 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 watched him to try to game plan. He is uh, wait ninety nine is a handful. It's not quite the tandem that they had two years ago when they beat Westside in the state finals. You know where you're going probably 630, 630
1: pounds between your two interior guys. Uh, but they're tough up front. Yeah, and I said uh, I've said this before, but credit to Kite and Five for heck of a senior season. I don't, I don't He's know that a there's a big, single player strong kid that did more for his team this season than he did. Um, he battled in there, um, did what he could, but Pelby uh, West is tough right now. And it um, 120 yards passing, two touchdowns, carried the ball nine times, only 30 yards, nine tackles, um, four, nearly 45 yard punt average, uh, but just wasn't quite enough they didn't have uh enough fire powder to to keep up but um again Bellevue West, Omaha Westside that is going to be a phenomenal semifinal. yeah I'll,
0: I'll stay out of the predictions on that yeah, one do you I have one for
1: Bellevue West and Westside <laughs> I have not seen you guys at full strength um that Grand Island game was the only time I've seen Westside this year so i will also withhold my judgment there because I, I i would like to have seen you guys a little bit more recently <laughs> yeah. again with ross with m- m- much different team yes so and, and um uh, man w s is on an absolute roll right now but look at west side's in there <laughs> 11 and 0 so yeah. um they've been on a roll all season um what do you think about north and gretna uh yeah um I'm I'm I, I'm, le- I'm leaning towards Kretna. I am too. I think the what they showed defensively, um, what they showed offensively with the not necessarily ideal uh, conditions. Again, chance to be really windy again on uh, on Friday, yeah, it but could get some it could get some precip too. But but again, uh, Flores is pretty good with the. Um, with the quick passing game, and he's pretty accurate in short uh, intermediate area. Um, that could uh, limit some of the uh, the the impact of that. It doesn't necessarily have to be all deep shots. Um, so uh, I, I I like I, I like Gretna too. I think just um, w- what they've shown from a complete uh, standpoint, the complete team standpoint, the last couple of weeks.
0: We'll see if special teams would be a factor too.
1: Go from I, I don't know if I've ever seen going from what fifty nine points one week to winning with fourteen, 14. the next. Yeah, that, that, that versatility
0: a... <laughs> and North has been able to win in some shootouts too they scored 49 against Millard South and 35 against North Platte. a very explosive um offense now in the making they're gonna have to get a few stops defensively though
1: yeah um and uh C1 semis we have Pierce against uh, Battle Creek that's nine versus two and uh Carney Catholic Battle Creek is on a roll. Number 11, Columbus Lakeview. Again, that's 9, 9, 11, 12, and 2 are the seeds remaining in that class. I'm going to take Pierce against Battle Creek in that one. They Man, Ben Bramer. Mm -hmm. I I almost
0: picked them against Ashlyn Greenwood. And I said, hey, listen, you're fully on upset alert, but I'll take Ashlyn
1: Greenwood in a close one, but more than put them on upset alert. Seven catches for 135 yards and a touchdown and caught – Won a tough play right at the end of the game, it's a good down at the team. 1.
0: Used to winning, too. Set up
1: the game-winning touchdown. Um, so, at 35-28 uh, there. Um, for, again, the number 9 seed peers. In C2, we've got um, a little chalkier. We got number 1, Norfolk Catholic, against number 13, Wilbur Clatonia um, And both those teams, uh, I guess Norfolk Catholic was in a close one against Harding and Cedar Catholic only yeah, two 2013. And I'll, I'll take Norfolk Catholic in a close one. Uh and then on the other side it's uh chalk held and we get a rematch of last year's state final. Number two Fremont Bergen against number three Ord. Um so that's <sighs> that one's tough for me. Um I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna going take Bergen. Bergen. So am I. I'll that's, take Bergen. And eleven and no, they've been on an absolute roll. Thirty eight seven over uh David City Aquinas uh this last week and Man, Cole McIntyre, a difference right. maker. That's
0: that's that's going to be the name that I says. When it's all said and done, it'll it'll be it'll be Mac that I think is the difference. Let's go back to B real quick before uh, we get out of here. Scud in Aurora, it's a toughie.
1: Yeah, I, man. I just with are we over picking against Scud or? <laughs> At this point, no. I, I, I think I'm going to go with Aurora. Uh, just w- where they've been, um, the, the experience they have from last year, and uh, they've they've just been on a roll again. They they took their lumps early in the season. They figured some things out. Um, they tested themselves against really good teams, and, and here they are um, looking to to get back uh, to to where they were a year ago. And um, yeah, it's just Scott. I. They found a ways to win, but I'm still kind of waiting to see um, some complete little, performance. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll take Aurora as well, and I think we'll both take Bennington?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, this should be a good one. This, this should be a good one. Uh, there'll be plenty to talk about next Wednesday. We hear the music. That means it was one of the fastest exactly 30 minutes in podcast sports talk. That's Nebraska Preps postgame. That's my man Jacob Padilla. I am ODB. We will be back next week. Don't you dare miss us. Ahura Media Production.